Text messaging is a powerful communication channel with 98% of messages being opened and read within 10 minutes. SMS expert Matt Beglia joins us today to talk about how businesses can use SMS to grow revenue. Are you ready to accelerate the growth of your business? Welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. This is the place for business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals to get ideas and inspiration to drive exponential revenue growth. Each week, you'll get actionable insights from the world's leading marketing and sales thought leaders and practitioners. Are you ready to grow? Let's join our host, Daryl Amy, author of Revenue Growth Engine, Welcome back to the Revenue Growth Podcast on C-Suite Radio, the world's largest business podcast network. I'm your host, Daryl Amy, Revenue Growth Architect, helping great companies grow. This conversation today is a practical exploration of how businesses can use text messages inside their marketing and sales efforts to both prospects and existing clients. I'm confident you'll get a ton of practical ideas from Matt. At the Revenue Growth Podcast, I'm dedicated to bringing you ideas to help drive growth. Throughout the week, I get to talk with many different business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals. I read a lot of books, and I get to interact with many people at digital conferences. All of this creates lots of ideas that I'd love to share with you in an informal and interactive environment. To share these ideas and to create a place where we can have a two-way conversation, I launched Revenue Growth Live on Facebook and YouTube. I'll be live on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 12 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Pacific. Look for the Revenue Growth Engine page on these platforms and subscribe for notifications. I'll be there to share ideas and answer your questions. Today, we're going to talk about text messaging in the business context. Matt Beglia is CEO at SlickText.com, where he leads a team whose mission is to connect the world through text messaging. He's been deeply involved in SMS and text messaging strategies in both the business-to-consumer and the business-to-business spaces. All of us can think about how our local coffee shop or restaurant uses text messaging. Today, we'll discuss how text could be used in the B2B environment. Matt will share some use cases, and we'll discuss when to click send and when to not. You'll learn how to set proper expectations with those who opt in. We'll also explore how text can be used in a sales context. This conversation is full of practical ideas, so grab a notepad and get ready to learn from Matt after a word from our sponsors. Matt, welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. It's great to have you here today. Glad to be here. Yeah, I've been really looking forward to this conversation, particularly about the the role of SMS and loyalty programs inside today's world. You've got a ton of experience on this. And I'm just curious, so as we look forward now, you know, we're, we're in the Q4, we're looking to 2021. This is the time of year when we all kind of get our what's next glasses on. Where do you see uh, SMS, text-based messaging um, 
where do you see that going in terms of the B2B space in the, in the months and year to come? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great question. I, you look at the role that SMS plays uh, today and over the past, you know, say 10 to 15 years, it's really been reserved as a very personal communi- communication channel. It's mm-hmm. been something that friends and family use to communicate exclusively. And, you know, over the last, I'd say, five years, it's becoming m- more normal for, you know, businesses to reach out to their consumers via SMS, right? With, mm-hmm. the, right, with the right permission mm-hmm. in the right context. And I think we today are seeing that SMS is cutting through the clutter because of how it's treated, Right. Um, we look at that compared to something like email where, you know, you can kind of just send anybody an email and you can kind of spam them without any, without any, um, consequences. And with SMS, I think that, you know, the industry and the cellular carriers have looked at, looked at that and said, Hey, we're not going to let this go the same way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there, there, at least in the United States, there are a lot of, of laws preventing, uh, spam. Right. And right. to protect this as a communication channel. But we're seeing that people are actually very open to receiving text messages, whether it be, you know, kind of B2C or even more so B2B, as long as the value is really being provided to the end user. Yeah, it's like, well, that is, I think that's the key right there. And it doesn't really matter what medium of communication you're using, whether it's, you know, it's email, whether it's text, whether it's a social message or any, any medium of communication, if there's not value, you might as well forget it. And I think text is one of those, one of those mediums where you better add value or you're going to get tuned out really quickly. Yep. That's, that's, that's exactly right. And that's one of the core components that we drive home with every single user on our platform is that, you know, don't send the message if you are not providing value. It is, it is not worth it. People will unsubscribe. They will walk away. You have something so precious. You have the ability to drop a message into anybody's hands mm. at the click of a button and they will read it. You know, 98% of text messages today are read within the first five to 10 minutes. So, so it's an extremely powerful mechanism that you, our business would hold, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it's important to treat that with respect. Yeah, it just the numbers are really astounding because if you think about emails, the exact opposite, right? 98% aren't going to get read. A lot of them get trapped in spam filters. Most of them as, uh, as John Farrar, CEO of, of Nimble says, you know, my email inbox is a slaughterhouse, but when it come, when text messages come to my phone, I mean, there's a notification, it, it pops up and you're right. It better be valuable. But if you look at it through the lens of, wow, this person has given me permission uh, to go straight to their phone, um, you better have a little gut check before you click send. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's it's so interesting. You know, I've always thought in sales with my sales hat on, if if I can get a prospect or a client, if they extend their cell phone number to me, I'm in, right? I've I'm in the inner circle when I get there. And, you know, to me, a LinkedIn connection is great. An email address is great. But when someone, you know, when someone gives you permission, uh, gives you their cell phone number, that in some ways is the 
one of the ultimate indicators of trust. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly right. It is, and when we use the term "precious," every single phone number that you would collect, every single person who says yes, I'm interested in receiving your messages. It, each one is precious and needs to be treated like like gold. And you know, if you you compare the size of some of these organizations' email lists that have millions of emails compared to a much smaller SMS list people are seeing two to three times the ROI, sometimes more, uh, just because it cuts through that clutter, just because the value is there, not just because more people read their text messages, right? But Mm -hmm. when people opt in to SMS programs, they're very intentional about doing so. Mm-hmm. If you think about, you know, going to a retail establishment and they say, hey, you know, would you like to join our VIP, you know, text alerts, we'll send you a few messages monthly, um, you can opt out at any time, people will say yes or no. And with email in that same situation, they say, hey, what's your email? And then you just give them your burner email. Right. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so for the people, so, so for the people who are very deliberate about saying yes, right, not only are you cutting through that clutter, but you are only talking to that top percentage of people that actually care and are much more likely to take action on the things you're sending them. Yeah, I think that's really good. And I think about, you know, the, the organizations that have my cell phone number, you know, my, local coffee shop has my cell phone number. Um, you know, my local favorite local sandwich shop has my cell phone number. Um, and those are organizations I like to hear from. I like coffee. I like sandwiches. I like a good deal. You know, I like knowing being on the inside of, of what's going on. I'm curious though, how this translates to business. I want to give a, a specific, uh, start with just a specific use case. And this is, uh, this is somewhat self-serving, but I think it'll be interesting because I think a lot of listeners will be able to relate to it every week on the Selling from the Heart, uh, I'm sorry, on the Revenue Growth Podcast. I also co-host the Selling from the Heart Podcast and we do this on there as well. We use SMS for direct response. So, you know, at some point during the intro or conclusion of this podcast, I'll probably say, hey, to get access to these resources, click, uh, you know, text the word revenue to 21,000. And you can do that right now, by the way, revenue to 21,000. And now, you know, of course, we gave something of value in return, but I've, you know, we're building a list of opted in um, uh, SMS uh, cell phone numbers. If what, if, what what should we do with that? Because I'll admit to you, Matt, you know, I'm sitting on this list and I feel a lot of trepidation when it comes to using it because like we've been saying, you know, this is a very, very precious thing and I don't want to waste it. In the yeah, business so context, what should I be thinking? I, I would say, you know, the, the first piece of advice that I would give above all else is to be very, very clear about your intentions once you collect somebody's phone number. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's actually something that, you know, the, the cellular carriers come forth and say, uh, the CTIA, which is a governing body for short code and mm-hmm. uh, toll-free messaging they say, you know, you need to be very, very clear about what people are opting in for, right? Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, you could find yourself in some hot water if you say, hey, you text this keyword to this short code to mm-hmm. simply get a link to download 
But if there's there's nothing past that that says, and continue to receive you know new notifications about additional resources that come out twice a month right. or something like that, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you you could find yourself you know that's where you could be a little nervous, like, hey, should I hit the send button? on this list, are these people expecting these messages? And so Did they opt um, in. Yeah. Or what yeah, did they opt yeah. into? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, you, it doesn't have to be, you know, so intentional that you have to, you know, you have to map out your, your, your marketing messages years into the future, but they should have some idea about what they're getting into. Right. And, and, you know, best practice is that, if you don't necessarily know, then it's important to include those opt-out instructions at the bottom mm-hmm. of each message. So mm-hmm. you, people can get off of that list very easily if they want to. Yeah, that's, that's really, really good. And um, you've got me thinking now. I've, I've uh, just looked at my own response on that. And, and I think that that is, you know, this, this little, this chunk of conversation right now is really, really critical for everybody to think about who is, is considering integrating SMS into their business is what are you, what are you, what are people giving permission for? And let's be explicit about that. And let's be explicit about how to get out of it. And um, you know, I I think a lot of SMS services do um, walk you through some of that. And I think that's, that's really smart. How else are you seeing businesses in the B2B context use SMS uh, in their operations? Yeah, so we typically we will see, and it's becoming more common now. I think it was less common in previous years. But you know, as I said previously, people are starting to expect to receive text messages from organizations, yeah. both in the, in the B2C and the B2B context. But I think mm-hmm. B2B is a little slower to catch on. So, um, you know, we've seen it, and I bring up the, I brought up the example of the, the distributor to the, you know, the individual business, right? Letting mm-hmm. them know about, you know, whatever it happens to be, you know, products that are on sale or new item availability, those types of things. And that's, that's great. There's value in it. But what I think is actually catching on in the B2B space is the ability to then manage those individual responses and start one-on-one dialogues about what's going on. So as an example, you go back to the, go back to the, you know, the, the, the beverage distributor shooting out a message to, um, you know, 300 wine stores in you know, a particular region, letting them know mm-hmm. that they've got some new inventory in stock or some, some of this inventory is now discounted. And all they need to do is reply if they're interested, right? And if they don't, that's fine. And if they do, all of these messages can flow into an inbox where then the sales rep can manage those one-on-one conversations to either pick up the phone or, you know, Mm -hmm. even facilitate an order right there through SMS. And I think that that's nice because um, sometimes people don't want to pick up the phone. And, and it, it's, it's funny because, uh, you know, as, as this, this, this new generation of, of, of people who are coming up through high school, through college, or starting to take some of these professional positions, they're afraid of the phone. They're afraid of talking to people. And so SMS fixes that problem. Yeah. It's a little unfortunate, but it's really convenient. It is. And I'll be, I got to confess, uh, the last vehicle I purchased for my wife, I did the entire 
transaction over text. Yep. And, um, you know, and it was, it was convenient for me because I'm in meetings all day long. I don't, you know, I don't have time to play phone tag. I don't have time, you know, but I was able to, to find out what I needed to find out and even negotiate the price over text to the point where I drove over to the dealership. They had the paper ship paper ready, signed it, got the keys and left within about 15 minutes. Um, and you know what? That was my preference as a consumer. It may not have been the preference of the sales rep at that car dealership, but it was my preference as a consumer mainly because it was more convenient for me. I knew what I wanted and it's interesting, you know, just thinking from the lens of the B2B sales rep out there. And I love your illustration about the beverage distributor. Once you have a relationship with somebody, you know, yes, there's times to pick up the phone and yes, there's times, you know, someday maybe to go face to face again, or, or of course jump on a zoom call. But a lot of times it's not that people are being rude. They just are, they've got a lot going on. They don't want to take a meeting. And if I can buy, you know, eight cases of the new wine that just came out over SMS, I'd much rather do that. We already have a relationship. That's right. That's right. And, and it's interesting too, you know, we're starting to see more of that specific use case, particularly mm. within the slick text platform. And mm-hmm. what's nice is, is, you know, we're, we're, we're built some tooling and we're continuing to build some tooling that allows the, um, the, 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 the beverage distributor to tag each one of these people with mm-hmm. interest based upon well when what time of the month did they say yes and what time of the month were they not interested what oh, products were they interested in what were yeah. they not and mm-hmm. so then as i mean for us our goal as a platform is to be able to hyper target through segmentation paying attention to people's behavior to ultimately get down to a segment of one, as we like to say, mm-hmm. right? And so, so let's say that beverage distributor is sending a message to 300 people or 1,000 people or whatever it happens to be. Over the course of a few months and a handful of interactions, we now know that we are only going to hit this segment because these people are going to be the most interested at this time or because of this product or whatever, and, um, you know, I think that there's, there's value in the intelligence behind the scene. And I think that that's kind of a, a unique leg up that our software provides. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, I see a ton of use for SMS in operations. Obviously, I think maybe the first companies to do that were the airlines texting me saying the plane's late or, you know, we're ready to board or whatever. But it's become very common now in operations. I just ordered something from <laughs> getting ready to go out of town and the microwave dies, right? So I get online. I don't want to go to Best Buy. I just want a microwave. So I order it. I drive over there. They text me and say it's ready. And, you know, so from an operations standpoint, it, it's great. Um, but I'm, I'm really curious to see from a sales standpoint, especially once that relationship is there, with a client, um, the role of SMS, I believe is going to continue to expand in the B2B space in the months and year to come. Yeah, I think that that's a good read, honestly. I think with how what you said, how busy we all are, mm-hmm. we're in so many meetings. And, and, and I mean, my phone rings all the time. 
And what do you do? They mean, we, we know it's happening. There's a button on your phone that says reply with a text message. Hey, I'm in a right. meeting. What's going yep. on? Right. Yep. And even, and, and, and we're all, all guilty long. of pressing that be, that, that button, even if we're not in a meeting, right? Because sometimes you're just, you, you have to stay focused and you don't need the interruption, but you're That's interested right. in, in, in having the conversation. It just can't be real time. I think that's powerful. And you know, the other angle on this that I want to talk about is loyalty programs. And I know when you think of the business to consumer space, the coffee shops, the sandwich shop, you know, all of the different um, applications for loyalty programs, a lot of which are facilitated over SMS. Um, I we're seeing, and we advocate for this in Revenue Growth Engine that that it's it's a huge opportunity for companies in the B2B space to develop client loyalty programs um, to keep their clients loyal and to cross-sell additional products and services inside that and make sure they're adding value, especially while the competition salespeople are, you know, trying to break down the walls of your, your current client base. What have you learned from B2C client loyalty programs that B2B um, organizations could benefit from? So I think that, yeah, we, we've, in, over the last few years, we have developed very specific uh, SMB loyalty program tools so that in any, in any coffee shop, any retail mm-hmm. store, any boutique can, can get started with slick text and build a loyalty program. And, you know, we kind of have had a lot of conversations with these people to try to understand what their pain points are, what they're trying to do with it. Um, what are the, what are the challenges with getting people to get, to come back into, into the store? Um, mm-hmm. You know, we see loyalty as, as, Another, I mean, it serves a couple purposes. We see loyalty as a way to not only reward people, to get them to come back because they have an incentive to come back, right? That's important. Um, But it also, again, allows us to understand more about the consumer's pain. Right. We know now we can say, you know, in, in the in the B2C space, we can enable our users to say, hey, you know, on, on an automated basis, we haven't seen you in 30 days. Right. Mm-hmm. Here's a link. Click on this. There's a digital coupon for a free coffee. Right. Or, mm-hmm. you know, we now we know what time of day this person comes in. Did they come in today? Right. Mm. We haven't seen them in a while, but they have enough rewards to, to, to come in and, and, and do a, you know, do, do a coffee with friends or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Again, for us, it, it provides value because it keeps people coming back, but it is just another mechanism to help understand the behavior of, of the customer. And it allows us to tailor the message towards that. Yeah, that's, that's really strong. And I think, um, you know, one of the things that which I just advocate for is businesses looking to other industries to get ideas, um, you know, to grow sales. And I think one of the best things that, that B2B sales teams can do is to look at some of these, it's, you know, I, there's a great book sitting on my stack to review right now. B2B is uh, P2P, right? <laughs> or B2P. Business to business is business to person. There's a human being on the other end of the, you know, in the yes. buying cycle in business and usually more than one. Um, and, and that uh, ability to communicate with them uh, and figure out ways to do that in a way that's meaningful and actually makes their life uh, more convenient is powerful. And then to think about, 
you know, how can we build loyalty and how can we, um, you know, how can, how can we make, how can we add more and more value to, to organizations? And if communicating by text helps facilitate it, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's, that's on point. And it's interesting. And as we look at loyalty programs, you don't necessarily think, Hey, there's a strong use case in a B2B use case. And, um, it's, it's interesting because I've seen it really work in a couple very specific areas. Um, so when I was in high school and in college, I was a hard goods buyer for a snowboard shop. Hmm. And um, I, I think that if anybody knows anything about snowboarding, they may have heard of a company called Burton. Okay, And one year they had launched a loyalty program called Welcome to Burtown. And the idea behind it was that the, all of the kids in the shop that are selling boards to you know the parents, the kids, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You push the Burton product, right? And when you push the Burton product and you sell the Burton product, whether it's boots, board, jacket, bindings, whatever, right? You get points towards free gear of your own. Bingo. And 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 so and so and that was that was the fire underneath us and so mm-hmm. what would happen is, is is now somebody would come in what happens well hey you need to come over to the burton rack why that's because right so if i sell five <laughs> I of new these boots. things on Saturday, <laughs> i get new boots right that's right and it was and it was funny because at the end of those years where they were pushing that program hard we would find a lot of the other brands with a lot of carryover for the next year and Burton was completely sold out. And what did that do? I mean, naturally, it, 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 there, there are some side effects like, hey, all of the shop kids are now riding Burton stuff. So there's, there's, right. there's value in the marketing. But there, there, was, there, was, there was also a, a larger mid-season reorder because mm-hmm. we were blowing through this inventory. So if you go back to the, go back to the beverage distributor, right? Mm-hmm. And you say, okay, how do we personally incentivize the people right the b2p mm-hmm. on on that end how can we how do we do that well well maybe it's that um you know i'm the i'm the beverage distributor distributor we have a, a wine shop and it's not a wine shop it's actually you know john smith and the more orders that he can place with us the more we can build out his personal you know bourbon collection at home right. by, yep. you know, and, and, and so we personally incentivize that. So it allows us to build that relationship, but you know, he, he's getting something out of that as well. And so I think that that's where that, um, that value lies. Yeah. I think this is, Matt, I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation today and I knew, I knew I would. And I think really, if you want to, you know, step back on or zoom out on this, the fundamental question all of us have right now is, We've got new technologies and new communication expectations. How do we take those and merge those together uh, to provide an experience that adds value to our clients and prospects? And, and today, I think we've definitely touched on some ideas that have me thinking, and I know they have a lot of our listeners thinking. So as, uh, as we wrap up today, um, if you could say one thing to this audience about the use case for text in the B2B space, why, why sales leaders, marketing leaders, and business owners should take a close look at SMS in 2021, what would you say? I would say some of the things that I had said prior is that 
98% of text messages are read within the first five to 10 minutes. I think that people are much more likely to respond to a text message than pick up a call. And when you have the ability to do so, you are in the inner circle. So I would say for your individual use cases, you need to explore how other businesses in the similar industries or the same industries are using it, right? Maybe interview some of your, your customers and understand where they expect to receive value and how mm -hmm. they want to be communicated to, and then slowly start stepping into it. You know, SMS is particularly is something that, uh, you know, you don't necessarily want to jump into with both feet if you're new to it, especially in a B2B space where, you know, it, it has come along a little slower than B2C. Um, try a few things, get some feedback. And we are always about testing and improving and testing and improving. And I think that that's what you know, any, any business that's looking to adopt SMS should be doing. Well, fantastic. Matt, thanks for being a leader in this space. And thank you so much for sharing time with us today. Yeah, it was great. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And to the rest of the Revenue Growth Podcast audience, I just want to say a huge thank you as well. Many of you are leaving reviews on the podcast, which means a ton. It helps spread the word. And right now, as we're helping great companies grow revenue so they can create meaningful work and give back to the community, I just can't say how proud I am of the ones. I get to talk with many of you throughout the week, and I'm so proud of the folks that are out there, especially as we're planning for this new year, who are getting creative, getting strategic, and just really working hard to make sure that we head into this new year to create incredible opportunity. So thank you. Um, uh, just a quick shout out again for Revenue Growth Live. Look for us at 12 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Pacific on Tuesdays and Thursdays on Facebook and YouTube. We're having a live interactive conversation about strategies to grow your business. Uh, check out the free resources. Just text the word revenue to 21,000 and get access to our growing toolkit of revenue growth resources. And until next week, as we always say, let's get going and let's get growing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Would you like to get complimentary access to the Revenue Growth Engine audiobook? Just text the word revenue to 21,000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book. You'll get instant access to the audiobook so you can get ideas to help you grow your revenue so you can scale your impact. Text the word revenue to 21,000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book to get instant access. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found ideas to help you drive exponential revenue growth so your business can make more of an impact. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to like or subscribe. It also helps us spread the word if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. Of course, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends. Together, we are growing revenue so we can scale our impact.